From high atop Rocky Road in Moab, Utah, it's KZMU News. I'm Molly Marcello. This is your news for Monday, August 30th. One week ago, Salt Lake Tribune journalists Alistair Lee Bitsoy and Courtney Tanner broke a story when they reported that the bodies of Paiute children are likely buried at the site of a former indigenous boarding school. Those children were forced to attend in Panguitch, Utah. They say an estimated six Native American boarding schools operated in the state, although the Panguitch School was open just five years from 1904 to 1909. It will be the first in the state to confirm that children died and were buried on site. The Department of Interior is investigating residential Indian boarding schools in the U.S. after more than 800 bodies were found earlier this year at two former residential schools in Canada. Today on the news, we speak with Bitsoy on what it's like to report a story like this. Bitsoy is Dene and formerly worked as a reporter with the Navajo Times. He says it's incredibly important to remain sensitive to tribal communities with a piece like this. And that means not rushing to report the story and always putting the needs of the tribes first. This piece that we're talking about today, how did you approach this story? Um, how did this come to your attention? Yeah, um, it is a very um, heavy story, mm-hmm. a story that is hard to tell, but a story that also needs to be told. How I was assigned this story was due in part um, probably from my former role as a Navajo Times reporter, just learning from that stand and just the other roles. Like, I understood the importance of telling this story of the Penguin Boarding School where there is believed to be just basically some graves there that have yet to be identified, but are officially there through oral accounts from the sources I've talked to, but also through um, the communities of the Kaibab tribe of Indians in Arizona. Mm-hmm. And then the Shivwitz um, band, which is part of the Paiute Indian tribe of Utah. And those two um, bands had most of their students attend what was the former Penguin boarding school. And so when I came across this story, one of my first assignments with the Salt Lake Tribune was to cover the flooding that was happening in Southern Utah, Enoch and Cedar City. Okay. And so when I was in Cedar City, I, I just came across some murals in the town and I kind of knew it was Paiute lands there, but I just didn't really mm. connect the dots until I was like, oh, well, yeah, the floods are here. They're impacting suburban neighborhoods. But what about the tribes? Like, what about the Paiute people? Right. And that's when I started conversation with Karina Bo, who's the chairwoman of the Paiute Indian tribe of Utah. And I, I say the whole name of the tribe just because that's who they are. Right. And so like that's part of reporting in indigenous communities. You have to respect what their official titles are. And so like for the chairwoman, Bo, I, I started talking to her about the floods. And that's when I feel like that started uh, the forming of a relationship with her as a, as a leader, but also just as a human. And fast forward three weeks later, I was asked by my editor to like explore this story. So I started again with um, Karina Bo. I basically asked chairwoman Bo, like, this is what we're finding. This is what I am here to ask you. So I think already tribal communities, they don't really trust the media. So like, it took a while to get my sources on record to like, let them know, like, hi, I'm the new reporter. I'm also indigenous. I'm Dana. I'm from the Navajo Nation. 
while I'm not Paiute, like I am native and I can relate to the experience of talking to mainstream media or regional media. Mm-hmm. And this is what I bring to the table. So that's where it started. And then it just opened more doors to the eventual story that both Courtney Tanner and I were able to publish. Um, when I read this article, I was struck um, by a lot of things, obviously the content and um, what it's about, but also how it's reported. I've read, you know, and, and not to throw other news organizations under the bus, but I've I've read stories um, by white reporters um, or non-Indigenous reporters about issues that are adjacent to tribal boarding schools. And it doesn't have the same sensitivity. It doesn't have the same cultural sensitivities that this piece does. It could be um, as simple as what you're saying, like identifying the entire the entire name of the tribe um, to yeah. also the people that they're talking to, right? Um, mm-hmm. the sources that they're talking to. So I wondered if you had any thoughts about that. Yeah, I think it's very important to be culturally sensitive. If you don't follow those protocols, whether they're written or informal or an internal, mm-hmm. like that's where maybe non-Indigenous reporters would struggle and they wouldn't find kind of the story that we were able to tell with this. You had to be very sensitive. I know Karina had issues. She didn't really trust me in the beginning just because she saw me as another media outlet. So like when I approached her, she didn't want to talk to me. Mm-hmm. And so I, I did do my due diligence. Mm-hmm. And then I've learned so far too that I'm aware of general tribal Native American protocol. But then now to move forward with the this story to get what we want in a respectful way, the next part of is to hear the community. And mm-hmm. so that's what we're working on now as the next step in the story as it evolves. But like I'm learning, there is a tribal Paiute protocol to talk Mm -hmm. to the community that was emphasized to me again and again which I understand and so like I respect that I think that's important to learn as journalists whether you're native or not to respect these protocols that exist in our communities and so like the sensitivity with this was just very difficult it was hard to write because now that I'm like a little bit grown I understand some of my traumas and where they root from And some of them are indirectly associated with the boarding school era. And then just like how my parents and their parents went to boarding school and just like that trauma. So like understanding that, bringing that kind of understanding to the story. And then it's like deals with children. There were young children and the possibility of at least 12 bodies or even more Mm -hmm. being possibly found there is another thing. So it's like you're dealing with human lives. You're dealing with ancestral lives and of course there's momentum now on boarding schools in america secretary deb holland making that a priority of the interior and then the canadian findings Mm. um, of the bodies there and i think the concern is like yes there is a trending interest in in this story but like what about after it stops trending like this story Mm. will always be there and so like yeah. As 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 an Indigenous reporter now, as a Southern Utah reporter for the Salt Lake Tribune, like those are things that I consider now, but I credit my training from having been an Abba Times reporter. I was the communications director for Utah Denebakea, which is main advocate organization for protecting bear's ears. And so in that capacity as well, I learned right. how 
the exploitive narratives that media can do mm-hmm. to communities just to get out a story. And so those are kind of conversations I'm having now with my editor, my managing editor and other teammates. Like in this case with the Paiute narrative, the Penguin Boarding School, like you have to be careful. We can't rush this. We have to lean on the tribes to help guide us. And if they want to issue a prepared statement, if they want to issue, mm-hmm. if they want to talk to us like through their protocols, we'll, we'll do that to like help tell their narrative. You know, you said that you and the tribe will be following up on this story and continue to um, build relationships in Indigenous communities in Southern Utah. Um, anything else to say about where your coverage might go from here? Yeah, the coverage on this particular story, it is going to be evolving. Um, I'm actually right now in Penguage. I made the trip. I've had background conversations with some members of the bands that are associated or have connections to the boarding school. So like they provided me more insight off the record about what needs to happen next. Um, I know that unofficially they had a visit to the grounds yesterday and that's why I in part came up, but then they, they said no media. I see. So um, there was no story that came out of that ceremony. And I understood that too. I was like, well, I understand the need to not have media at this point because mm-hmm. it's kind of like they're still grieving this news and processing this news. And it it's like a, we're human. Like it takes a while to process. Even me, like I'm still processing. Like we just broke the story. Yes, we broke the story, but that shouldn't be the celebration, you know, like breaking the story or like, oh, it's out to the masses. It's like, mm-hmm. okay, well, we did that. But I've got feedback already like that shouldn't have happened. The story going out there shouldn't have been going out there is what I've been told now. So like those are some of the the sensitivities and the emotions associated with the story. Mm -hmm. And so like it it requires me to check myself, but also to check in as a human first before like going journalistic mode. And so I feel like the next step in the story is to really hear from from the families associated or who have connections to the boarding school and if they want to talk on record and we may not get that i don't know and so that's where we're at now with this story alistair lee bitsoy reporter with the salt lake tribune bitsoy and reporter courtney tanner's story on the Penguin indigenous boarding school will be linked in the show notes of today's news on our website and podcast And that's the KZMU News for Monday, August 30th. Get your community-powered journalism Monday through Friday at noon and 7. You can also find KZMU News anytime online at kzmu.org or wherever you listen to podcasts. 